Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. And joining me today, my mano imano, my sparring partner. That's right, he uh, he took a couple blows, but he came back and he was like, look, I'm a fighter. I'm a real fighter. I'm not letting this stuff stop me. I'm going to get in. I'm going to go out on my shield. The one and only, Iron. Wilders Ruffin. Yo, I like that. Our Iron Wilders Ruffin uh, fits me today. I'm, I'm a little under the weather, but we, we we about to get it in. And I'm, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the 2022 Spin Awards nominee for Voice of the Year. The man that the, 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 the award is named after, the voice. Sir, how you feeling today? Oh, I, I, reluctantly, and I say reluctantly because I know you don't feel well, but I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love fighting. I love talking about it. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm in wonderful spirits. I, oh, by the way, you know, show off the bling. I see you. You know, you rocking the the Don King uh, crown. Nah, this this is this is so. I'm I'm a big fan of Jean Michel Basquiat. This was a gift that was given to me um, a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I love it. You, you know that's the Don King crown that you got from the swap meet. I don't know. Listen, I, I will not, I will not take that slander. Um, and, and I feel like Don King probably owe me money, so Don might want to avoid me too. So I ain't, I ain't worried about that. Okay, well I'm glad you're not worried because you know as old as he is, uh, he, he's still a gangster. He's still, uh, he, he's he's still living that thug life. I got to smoke for old folks too, man. Don ain't Don ain't listen. Uh, these hands is, is ready to eat for, for everyone, so I'm I'm fighting old people. Um, you know I'm chucking it up with the babies and everything. The only thing we're doing is we hands off women. You know what I'm saying, but I'm you know I'm, I'm with it with everybody. Okay, all right. Uh, I don't think he coming with hands, but we'll that's, that's neither that's neither here nor there. I got that for Don too. Don don't want the machines. It's all, it's all good. All right, all right. Well. Um... I'm just gonna keep pushing because um, I, I, I respect uh, his gangster. <laughs> we gonna we gonna get into it though. We got some amazing things to talk about uh, today on this episode, um, including Bellator uh, 283. Uh, we got some other great things to talk about. But first, we want to uh, go ahead and actually mention the one championship card. So, boys, um, give us a little bit about that. Yeah, one championship will be hosting a card. Uh, coming up on Friday the 22nd uh, and it'll be in the morning time uh, here in the states uh, but always um, local time there in Asia uh, it'll be at the Singapore Indoor Stadium which is really their home base when it comes to their fights uh, it features a middleweight title fight between Renner Deritter and Vitaly Big Dash. Deritter is undefeated. Uh, and he's taking on Big Dash, who is the former champion 
Uh, so it should be really good. Uh, the Ritter, the Dutch Knight is out of the Netherlands. Uh, Big Dash is out of Russia. And uh, yeah, they, they both, uh, they, they bang, they bang. So should be a good fight. Uh, so looking forward to, um, you know, catching a little bit of that. It's on YouTube. So now uh, you don't have to wake up at dawn uh, to watch it. Just stay off the socials and then you'll be able to, to catch it in its uh, entirety and in its um, uh, unsullied <laughs> nature. Uh, it, as long as you can stay off the, the socials. It's definitely something to look into. It's going to be exciting. So when we come back, we're going to take a, a quick break um, uh, for our Fight Nights update. When we come back, we're going to get into it. And we got a lot to get, to, a lot to get into. Shaman will just the voice MTMV Sports. is the main card. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Let's get into these bouts, man. I'm excited to hear you take on uh, some of these amazing bouts. So first, let's get into Bellator 283. So live from literally the Emerald City, I'm sorry, the Emerald Queen Casino in Tacoma, Washington, uh, Bellator 283 is going to be taking place uh, in a battle that's bound to excite uh, everyone who, who views it. So Douglas Lehman is going to be taking on Jason Jackson uh, in the July 22nd main event. Now, the fighters have already given each other bullets and board material. Uh, Jackson recently stated that Lima, uh, who's coming off a, a three-fight losing streak, has seen better days in his all-but-guaranteed victory. Wow. So, voice, what are your thoughts on this? And is, is Jackson's comments, uh, are, are they valid? Or, or, or should his confidence be a little bit more humble going into this battle? I can't say that he doesn't have a point. Uh, but at the same time, you have to look at the fact that Douglas Lima has, you know, for the past decade or so, always fought the best of the best. Is he coming in on a three-fight loser streak? Absolutely. But who did he lose to? The champion, Gegard Mousasi, uh, a former champ. Or I'm sorry, not a former champ. The champion, Gegard Mousasi. The champion in Yaroslav, Yaroslav Amosov, say that three times fight uh, fast. And uh, when he was fighting Amosov, that was a decision. Um, you know, the, yeah, it was a decision that he lost that one to. And, you know, Amosov is yet another um, former champion. He, he's, uh, he's not the champion currently, but he has held the title in the past. And then he lost to Michael Page, someone who he knocked out in spectacular fashion back in uh, 2019. Nearly every time you see Bellator come on, they show that highlight reel of him kicking uh, kicking MVP's feet out from under him and then kicking him in the head. And arguably, the only reason he lost that fight, which he lost by split decision, but the reason that the split probably did not go his way is because it was in the UK. So has he lost? Yeah. I mean, but even if you go back a little further, all of his losses, every single time that he's lost um, since 2009, it's been to either a champion or a former champ. And especially since it's been in Bellator, if we just go, uh, go for his Bellator run, lost to Ben Askren, champion and he was fighting for the championship uh lost to koreshkov 
a champion and they were fighting for the championship uh you know he lost to uh you know Gegard Musasi champion and what were they doing fighting for uh the the championship you know lost to Yaroslav uh, Amosov uh, which I keep saying he's a champion because I feel like he's a champion if he's not a champion he's right there uh for the championship and and has been uh fighting to actually no I, let me take that back i've called him champion because he has played uh uh the role of uh the the, the gatekeeper for the champion because he trains with Gago musasi and you know people just kind of felt like okay this dude's gonna be the champion the only reason he's not champion is because he's not fighting his boy Gago musasi but amasaw is undefeated <laughs> so you know you, I, he's either lost to champions or undefeated people with the exception of michael page michael page is not a champion nor is he undefeated but he is a uh notable fighter and that was the biggest win of page's career so yeah i mean he, again that there's he has a point but there could be a, a asterisk really whether or not what uh can't uh, uh because we are a christian show i won't say uh his nickname but what jason jackson the 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 uh the, the kicking machine will say we're gonna abbreviate it <laughs> really whether or not what he's saying is accurate will be determined by what he does in the cage now uh jason is coming in on a high he's won his last five fights uh, he's been doing a whole lot of kicking <laughs> a whole lot of kicking uh, as of late, you know. But let's not forget. I mean, yeah, he is on five fight uh, run, but he did lose to Ed Ruth a, a while ago, and uh, that a, that loss is not aging very well. You know, I mean, he he beat Benson Henderson at welterweight, where Benson doesn't fight. Uh, you know, he beat Neiman Gracie, which you know that's a decent win. You know, he beat Paul Daly. Paul's next fight was his last fight, you know. So yeah, you you're on a uh, you're on a roll, but um, you know let let's 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 tamper things. But that's the way they see. He talks big, he's brash. That's how uh, that's just his nature. So I get it, but uh, just hopefully he's not writing a check that um, uh, his his kicking part can't cash. <laughs> It definitely sounds like it's going to be a good matchup. And, and, and Jackson has literally been talking a lot uh, over the last few days about his thoughts uh, on Lima. So definitely looking forward to see that. Now, also on his Bellator card, we have a Voices marquee matchup. Now, I'm not going to break the suspense because I'm going to let Voice tell you exactly what it is. But I know the reason why. So, Voice, give us the goods on this lightweight bout that you're so excited about. Yeah, uh, we have... And and let me preface this by saying, well, I'll say it and then I'll uh, I will give my editorial. So it's between Usman Magomedov and Chris Gonzalez. Here's my editorial. I recently said, uh, or I should say, the last time Bellator had a card and there was another Magomedov that I thought was fighting on it, I was wrong. Uh, I thought it was Usman Magomedov because I knew that Usman fought for Bellator 
it was Umar Magomedov who fights for the UFC. It just happened to be uh, at that same time I knew that Usman had a fight coming up for Bellator, and I had things mixed up. Speaking of the Nurmagomedovs, let me uh, make yet another editorial. I thought Saeed Nurmagomedov was related to Habib. I was mistaken. He's not. He doesn't even train Habib. So that was that's on me. I have no problems saying when I'm wrong. Uh, so I wanted wanted to make that editorial statement off the top. I was wrong on those things. I'm not wrong about Usman though. Usman is undefeated and he is a beast. Uh, he has been fighting uh, with Bellator uh, for a while now. Since uh, well, since 2021, he made his deb- debut. Uh, this will be his fourth fight in Bellator, and he is looking to uh, continue in his winning ways. All but one of his fights in Bellator have been won by stoppage which was his uh his debut versus mike hamill uh, after that knee to the body win rear naked choke win uh now will he win this go around i don't know you know uh gonzalez is a team alpha male fighter you know so trains with uriah faber and the like uh i feel like he was on dana white's contender series uh, I may be wrong about that. That that was another um, another long-standing team alpha male uh, person who had not been fighting in the, the the big time. But he's been fighting as far as Bellator is concerned. He's been with Bellator since 2019, and really all but one of his professional fights have been under uh, the Bellator banner. Only one loss in his career, and that was to Goichi Yamaguchi last year around this time uh he bounced back with a head kick uh knockout of Syed Awad and that that was a whoo that was a fight uh, you know and now he's coming after uh he's he's coming after Nurmagomedov he's coming to take yet another name uh, off of the list <laughs> experience wise I mean Usman's got more fights They've been fighting around the same time frame, but Usman's got more fights, and Usman is considerably younger than Gonzalez. Uh, that, along with the fact that his last name is Nurmagomedov, is a reason why he's one of the greatest favorites on this card. I mean, like it's you, you can bet uh, a dollar and win forty if you uh, shoot, or maybe four hundred if you. Um, if you were going with Gonzalez, where you're going to have to pony up to make anything uh, if you're riding with Usman. Again, he he's under Magomedov. He's got a well-rounded game, as we already talked about. Uh, it's the voice of marking matchup because he wins, especially because Bellator's um, lightweight division doesn't have a whole lot of marking fighters. He very well could leapfrog uh, someone else who is fighting on this card, Sydney Outlaw, who was supposed to fight uh, Pitbull for the championship. That was supposed to be the headlining fight on this card. Let Usman show out. He very well may leapfrog Sydney Outlaw and be the next person to face 
uh, uh, tricky fit, pit bull for the Bellator Lightweight Championship. Okay, so basically, uh, the Wizards Marquee matchup, it, it could be an early knockout for Usman, could lead to a championship bout. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he has an impressive showing. He very well could be fighting for the goal. Awesome. Sounds good. We'll definitely be uh, tuning in. That's Bell Tour 283 taking place uh, July 22nd. Now, on July on July 23rd, uh, we actually have a 10-round main event uh, at the Grand Casino uh, in Hinkley, Minnesota. Uh, in that bout, we're going to see uh, Joy Gonzalez will take on former junior featherweight world champion Isaac Royal Storm Dogmate and what is being considered uh, a WBC world title eliminator. Now, Gonzalez is currently ranked number one by the WBO and has most recently fought uh, for the WBO featherweight title in his only two blemishes. Uh, that would be to Shakur Stevens and Emmanuel Navarrete. Navarrete, yes. Navarrete. Now, now Isaac, <laughs> nicknamed the Royal Storm, is actually coming off of a three-fight win streak also since moving to the featherweight division. Now, voice, it's two great fighters here, both looking to capitalize on the win. Which should we be looking forward to in this fight? We should look forward to uh, what it is. This is a number one contender fight, which means you have two uh, people who hopefully are notable, but at the very least should be skilled fighters. Uh, as you stated, you know, Gonzalez has been around for a while. He's got a name. Uh, believe you talked about his loss to Shakur Stevenson. Uh, so he has been in there uh, for titles uh, in the past. And actually, uh, after losing to Shakur Stevenson, then claimed uh, the title that Shakur was fighting for, uh, which became, or I should say, claimed the intercontinental version of the title that he was fighting for uh, versus Shakur Stevenson in his next bout, but he's been on and off and on and off uh, as far as his uh, wins and losses are concerned over the past five fights. Now, when he has lost, he's lost to the best of the best. Shakur Stevenson, arguably one of the pound for pound greats right now. Then he lost to someone that you spoke about with Dog Bay in Emmanuel Navarrete. And both of those have been in title fights. Those are the only two losses he's had in his career. Uh, and he is a very skilled fighter, does a phenomenal job when he's in there. Uh, he just has not been able to get over the hump when it comes to the best of the best. You know, where Dog Bay, he's coming in, uh, you know, after losing twice in a row to Navarrete. I remember that. Um, uh, he lost his title to Navarrete and then they ran it uh, right back and and he lost it again <laughs> so or, and he didn't lose it again but he lost again uh, and uh, you know that time it was worse than the first first time it was unanimous decision uh, that second time he got knocked out in the last round since then though he, he's bounced back and won two including knocking out uh, Chris Avalos in the bubble and you know he, he's making his way back into um, trying to come back into title contention. Uh, the thing that is a bit concerning about this to me, though, is this is the first fight he's had this year. Um, which I mean, he's only been fighting like twice a year anyway. 
you know, but it's just, uh, I, I don't know that that time off, uh, coupled with the fact that, you know, he's been fighting for quite some time as well, uh, does give me a uh, reason for pause. Again, he wants to reassert himself in that title picture. Uh, the only way to get in that title picture is to win the fight because, um, you know, th this fight, those 10 round fight is for, um, it's for a, a, a I, I forget the, the, the exact name of it, but uh, it's for a lesser title. So it's for a WBO, uh, uh, featherweight title. It's not the full title, but it's what gets you to the point of being able to fight, uh, for that, that full title. So, you know, he, he wants to, he wants to, to be great again. He dares to be great again. He's on the road uh, to doing so. But to do so, he's got to be a very, very game. Uh, and also one who is looking to uh, claim undisputed goal for, well, not undisputed, but full goal as a titleist for the first time in Joey Gonzalez. Okay. I mean, it definitely sounds uh, like it's going to be a great matchup. It seems like uh, Dogway could really make some noise if he beats the number one ranked person uh, in, in the WBO uh, in that division. So we'll definitely be looking uh, forward to that. They haven't really, uh, the one thing I, I noticed is they haven't really talked much uh, like you would see in, in, in such a fight, which is uh, really interesting. Same that both of them have, have been very respectful to one another. Um, they've spoken highly of each other in, uh, so far um, in what we have seen. So that's definitely going to be exciting to see uh, who comes out on top for, for that one. Um, so moving forward, uh, we have an amazing heavyweight fight that it seems, in, in reading up about this bout, it seems like it's like a, a, a Rocky versus Drago type thing because one is going into uh, uh, different territory. So uh, taking place on July 23rd at the O2 Arena in London, um, there's going to be a heavyweight bout between Curtis Blades um, as he takes on uh, Tom Aspinall. Now, Blades is coming off of what many call his best octagon performance. Um, he actually set a record for takedowns over uh, Chris Dawkins. Mm -hmm. And he's actually 6-1 and one in his last seven bouts. So he's looking to make a statement as he goes into London to face the hometown fighter Aspinall. Um, who last won in London with a first-round tapping of uh, Alexander Volkov. Mm -hmm. So, voice, it, it sounds like an exciting bout. And, and, and I, I know I'm probably gassing it up by saying it's Rocky versus Drago. But everything that I've seen about this fight, many people are literally saying that Aspinall should be the favorite because of where they're fighting. But what are your thoughts on this? Um, because of where they're fighting? He should be favored. He's a very slight favorite. It's really close to a, a pick'em fight right now. You know, he's very, very slightly favored, and I think that's accurate. That's how things should be, and they should be that way for a couple of reasons. Again, he's riding uh, a nice, nice win streak uh, coming into this. I mean, he hasn't lost since 2016. Since then, he has run off. Um, quite a few victories. What makes things more intriguing, though, is what he's done in the UFC, which he's been fighting in the UFC since 2020. And in that time, he's had five fights. And not only has he won all five fights, 
he hasn't gone to a decision one time not once to uh, defeat Alexander Volkov there at home with an arm lock and Volkov is a former Bellator champion he's someone who, who definitely has served as a gatekeeper in the UFC to take him out round one round one with an arm lock that's phenomenal that's phenomenal but like I say he has stopped every single person that he's fought and he's done it a number of different ways just talked about the arm lock he's uh, finished with uh, elbow strikes to the ground he's finished with rear naked chokes he's finished with ground and pound he's finished catching uh, cats with a right cross he has done it a number of different ways and all of this at the top level in the UFC so that should make him a slight favorite and again I stress the fact that he should be a slight favorite because outside of Derek Lewis and the champion Francis Ngannou Curtis Blaze has never lost and not only has he never lost he has like demolished everyone like he hasn't even been close now you say that uh, uh, that last fight was his best performance <laughs> uh, maybe statistically from the sense of the takedowns yes but it was not uh, not the most entertaining fight uh, to watch it wasn't like when he took um, what's the man's name who looked like a pet suspensor um, I'm sorry that that's what he looked like when he got hit Alistair Overeem uh, uh, Francis Ngannou made that boy look like a pair suspense. But anyway, it's not like when he fought uh, Alistair Overing, he took him down and he started cutting him up with those elbows. I mean, it was, I still shudder thinking about seeing how the blood just started gushing out of his head and how he was hitting him. It wasn't like that. It was like, I take you down, I hold you. I take you down, I hold you. And I- I'm sorry, uh, uh, hugging is not a martial art. It's not. <laughs> It's not. Uh, no, wrestling is uh, because you you are able to kind of to control things. But this isn't a wrestling match. Is your wrestling phenomenal? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But this isn't a wrestling match. This is mixed martial arts, and you need to do something while you're down there. Try to get a a, a submission. You know, throw some shots. Do something. So um, I, I say all that to say that Aspinall should be a slight favorite because of where the fight is and the things that he's done but he's facing a true litmus test in uh, in Blaze because Blaze before losing to uh, to Derek Lewis before getting knocked out by Derek Lewis he was right there in line for a title shot and rightfully so but you know since that loss and the fact that he lost to uh, Nganu twice, and Nganu's got the belt. Yeah, there, there's no way that he's going to get a title shot outside of uh, him continuing to win and Francis Nganu somehow not being the champion. Yeah, that's far-fetched. Well, there's nothing going to be exciting, but it, it seems, honestly, from, from reading up on UFC London, while that fight is going to be great, I'm excited to hear about your voices marquee matchup because the the trash talk between 
uh, Jordan Leavitt and Patty Pimlet um, has been phenomenal. Um, it's gone as far as Jordan is saying that he's actually offended. Uh, and it's probably for the most disrespectful reasons. I want to read this for you uh, before you get into it. So Jordan said, honestly, I was a bit offended because he's been kind of picking fights that are easy. I'm like, I must have looked really bad in my last fight to get this fight. So very flattering, kind of offended, but I'm also excited. Now, Jordan's actually predicting uh, that he's not only going to come out on top, but he's going to surprise some people. So what's... Give us the deets on your voices marquee matchup uh, between these two fighters. Well, you know what? As um, as offended as Jordan Levitt says that he is, everything he's saying kind of is true, though. I mean, he he had been doing very, very well uh, during his time, uh, both getting into the UFC, and I'll just say under the watchful eye of Dana White. We'll say it like that because he is a Dana White Contender Series alum. Uh, He was able to win his way into the UFC with an arm triangle choke first round when he was on Dana White Contender Series. When he made his entrance into the UFC, he did so with a bang, literally. He was uh, fighting Matt Wyman and uh, Wyman was going for an uh, arm bar. He picked him up. And I think he was going for an arm bar. Either way it goes, he picked him up, slammed him on his head, and that was it. <laughs> Matt Wyman was done. And uh, a star was uh, became a burgeoning star in Jordan Levitt. Uh, he, he's a, he definitely marches to the beat of his own drum. Uh, and unfortunately, he lost against uh, Claudio uh, Puelles. Came back, got an inverted triangle choke. So putting yourself on the map again, and he win a split decision. And he's not wrong to say that. And I won't say that Patty picks fights that he thinks he can win, but the UFC definitely picks fights that they believe that Patty Pimblett can win, especially at home in the uk where he's a star packs out the house and and has everyone uh uh, screaming like beatles mania all over again so from that perspective again like i said what he said can't say it was all that wrong however i'll give him a bit more credit than he's giving himself because i think that especially after patty's last fight they had to give him someone with cachet uh though a little bit of it Levitt has that they had to give him someone who was going to be a challenge which I believe that Levitt will because you know he's been fighting been fighting nobody's I will let me not say nobody's but he's been fighting people that he should win the fact that his first fight in the UFC he won with strikes says it all this dude is not a striker this matchup should go one of two ways either they're because uh, they, they both are ground specialists so mm-hmm. either their their uh takedown defenses uh cancel each other out and it becomes a striking fight which should be uh very fun you know whether they're swinging wildly or not uh having people swing on each other and hit each other you know they, it, it it makes for an exciting fight or it is going to be a grappler's delight 
we're going to see six scrambles and submission attempts and escapes and all kinds of, of uh, jujitsu time foolery. That's why it's a voices marking matchup because it should either go those two ways. Now, if it doesn't go either of those ways, well, then you, you, you probably just want to go ahead and turn it off and, 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 and see what the results are after the fact because that means it was a a, a stinker of a fight I don't believe that we'll have that though because Patty always is in good fights um, he's at home where he should be in a good fight and Jordan Levitt always brings it and there is animosity there uh, <laughs> Jordan Levitt like I said he, he's got some cachet and he marches to the beat of his own drum and he's done some uh, some things that some people would, see, would uh, deem as questionable in the cage um so uh, because of that and I, and i'll say what it was i believe patty said i can't lose to a man who tweaks and i mean not tweaks uh twerks yeah so with with that alone you know there, there's some there's some pressure there to uh to win uh now uh, whether or not he will be victorious uh over the twerking machine the monkey king that remains to be seen now you might be a mind reader because let me let me give you some more of Levin's comments. He stated that statistically speaking, he believes that he's going to win and it's going to be by submission. Uh, he said because you know more than half of his wins are actually coming off uh, of submission. Now he did state that if it doesn't, he believes that the fight is going to be a lot of fun, but that it could end up ending awkward. And he said, of all things. They're probably gonna riot <laughs> when I twerk on them, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, uh, uh he, he's been like I say, it, it. This is the reason why it's a voice marquee matchup. They both have uh, brought enough to the table leading up to it to make it a fight that you definitely want to watch. Well, that's definitely uh, exciting to see, and it, it, from the looks of it from today's show, it looks like this weekend is going to be a, a lot of bouts that you really can't miss, so definitely stay tuned, and also stay tuned uh, for updates, because you know we're going to provide you uh, the, the follow-up afterwards. Voice has always got so much to say. He's probably got maybe four or five TVs uh, sitting around watching <laughs> multiple screens, so that's definitely going to be exciting. Um, so as we close out this show, um, which you, you talked about so many fights, so many bouts. Go ahead and take us out uh, as we go ahead and end this uh, another great main card. Yeah, well, uh, you know, definitely some good fights uh, coming up on this upcoming weekend. Looking forward to just watching my two TVs. Uh, that's all I have. Uh, that's because I found out I don't have enough bandwidth for three. So, <laughs> so I'll just be watching the two TVs. I have uh, have fights going on both of those some kind of sporting activity on the other if uh, both of the fights are not playing at the same time which they won't be this go around all of those fights uh, they, they're in their own time frames uh, so uh, so they, they'll get their own shine but anyway definitely looking forward to those fights and looking forward to next week Dana White Contender Series starts on uh, Tuesday the 26th so uh, looking forward to seeing the rising crop of people that 
uh, the UFC will be signing from there. Uh, then you got UFC 277, the rematch between Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunez. Uh, and you also had Danny Garcia making his, uh, I don't know what to call it when you get into these juniors. Because it's either junior, um, junior middleweight or super welterweight either way it goes he's making his debut at 154 pounds and that in and of itself uh is going to be very very interesting north philly that's gonna be a world going to watch i'm just gonna say it already all right. Uh, so definitely excited for that. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Main Car Wars. Be excited in August. We're going to be going live, good people. So you get to see these two amazing debonair gentlemen talk the 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 combat uh, boxing um, uh, trifecta. Well, trifecta because you also got uh, MMA and um, any other strike force that that voice watches. You know that's that's what voice does. Um, so let's be excited for that. We're looking forward to uh, being with you all live uh, each and every Tuesday. Um, voice, do you have anything else to say, sir? Only thing I have to say is until next time, fight fans, fight the good fight. There you go. The voice will tee the main card, MTMV Sports. Yeah.